The presenting sponsor for this episode of the Autism Dad podcast is Mightier. Okay, so I want to take a minute and talk about Mightier. Mightier is a clinically proven mobile gaming app which was developed at Boston Children's Hospital. It's already helped more than 100,000 kids, including my crew here at home. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you know that I'm very big into anything that empowers parents, and that's one of the things that's so great about Mightier. It empowers both parents and kids, and it's all done through play. So how does it work? Great question. Kids play on a tablet or a phone while wearing a heart rate monitor, and Mightier incorporates breathing exercises and other proven calming techniques as part of the game. Kids get to see when it's time to cool down, and they learn how to do it themselves, and parents get to track their progress. With time, those calming skills become muscle memory. All it takes is 15 minutes a day, three days a week, and 87% of parents see improvement inside of 90 days. That's amazing. So check out Mightier.com to learn more about the science behind Mightier and how it works. That's M-I-G-H-T-I-E-R.com and use the promo code the Autism Dad to save 10%. Welcome to the Autism Dead Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski, and I'm really excited to bring you this week's episode. I love technology, and I really like applying technology in ways that can improve the quality of life of families like mine, of our autistic loved ones, and anybody else who maybe has a, maybe faces challenges navigating life. And there's a lot of things out there that are marketed specifically to families like mine. It's hard to sift through and, and know what's real and what isn't. And so what I'm trying to do is, is hand select things that I'm interested in that I think would have benefited me when I first started out 20 years ago and look into it, talk to the people behind it. If I like it and I like the science behind it because everything has to have science behind it in my world, then I bring them on the show and we have a conversation. So my guest today is Dolly Lowry and she's the CEO and founder of a company called Canoe. Canoe created a program called Brainiac. And Dolly's here to talk about what Brainiac is, how it benefits autistic kids uh, through adults. There's like an age range that they that they kind of work with. Um, and we're going to talk about all that stuff. And, and maybe this is something that you've been looking for. Maybe this is something that can benefit your child uh, or someone else that you know, and you just don't know that it's out there. So I just want to present you with the information. What you do with it is up to you. And uh, so Dolly, thank you very much for taking the time to come on the show uh, for a second time. We had some technical issues and I appreciate your patience and willingness to uh, go round two. If you could take a second and just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, I'd appreciate that. Sure. My name is Dolly Lowry. I'm the CEO of Canoe. Our product is called Brainiac and we've been in market for a couple of years. And just a little bit about my background. I have a son with severe dyslexia. Um, I spent about 10 years in clinics with him. I am also a dyslexic myself. And I was in a clinic one day and there was a mom there and she had quadruplet nine-year-old boys with autism. And I do have a background in technology and software. And I decided that it was at that moment in time where I wanted to do something to bring all these different types of therapies together under one roof. And we created a digitally delivered therapy using gamification for kids with learning disabilities, ADHD, autism, and dyslexia, ages six through 30. It's a way that gives accessibility to more families, effectiveness, and affordability. Um, for programs that'll work in six to eight months. So you said gamification, and for people out there 
who don't understand what that means, what do you mean by gamification? So gamification for us is a few things. The first is that we deliver the program digitally. It's like a digital therapist. It's like a gym teacher for your brain. We do use animation, graphics, and on-screen elements that will instantaneously interact with the child. So it is like a video game experience, but it is combining occupational therapy, vision therapy, balance therapy, gross motor, fine motor, rhythm and timing, auditory memory. So we've taken all of those different types of therapies and combined it into a video game experience. So the other important thing about gamification is that the kids and young adults are instantaneously responding back and forth between the therapy that's being delivered and the exercise that they're doing. And what that does is it creates the engagement, interaction, and it also is firing different areas of the brain to create neuroplasticity. We are partnering with research institutions, University of Delaware, for example, and they are studying the effects of um, the kids that have come through our program. So they're tracking like the before and the after? Correct. Yeah. Okay. We've talked before, and I know you've, you've mentioned that there's sort of a big paradigm shift in the way that we're looking at autism. Can you explain what you mean by that? So the biggest paradigm shift that's happen, happening in autism today is that researchers are finding that autism is rooted primarily in the cerebellum, which is in the lower part of the brain. It's like the little brain that sits behind our big brain. And there are functional disconnections or differences with kids that have autism, ADHD, and dyslexia. And these functional differences might occur at a very early age. And for example, kids with autism will miss crawling. And it may happen for kids with dyslexia as well. But when they miss crawling, which is very common, they will miss bilateral coordination. They will miss the visual motor tracking, the visual motor perception, moving their head up and down and left and right. And what this leads to is that They'll have difficulty climbing a ladder, riding a bike, crossing midline, reading sentences, and their handwriting becomes compromised. We need to target motor differences to create a faster improvement for these families. And the motor differences don't have to just do with the cerebellum, but they're with how the connections are formed between the areas of the brain. So the cerebellum connects directly to the frontal lobe, and those are connections that need to be made. Brainiac targets different motor connections to assist academics, emotional, and social improvements. So if you look at some of the research from Sam Wang at Princeton University, Peter Sai at the University of Texas, Kareem Kodaka at Albert Einstein College of Medicine and Catherine Studley at American University, they have all recently been talking about the role of the cerebellum in autism. And it's a very important thing for parents to understand. If they do neurological care or motor therapy along with ABA, they'll get the biggest benefit. Okay. So, so, so that I, I understand this, what, what you're saying is, is we're learning more about autism. We're learning that there are 
I mean, we know there's neurological differences, but we're learning that it's more to do with the connections between the parts of the brain. That can be the result of missing certain milestones in early development. And Brainiac targets those areas of the brain or, or those where those connections need to be and kind of helps them to build those connections just later on in life. Right. So if you look at some of the things that our kids all struggle with, um, reading, handwriting, emotional regulation, could be shoe tying, folding laundry, cutting food. All of those things relate back to the brain's ability to automatically process and integrate a series of motor sensory items. So if you strengthen the brain's motor connections, time and time again, we've seen significant handwriting improvements, significant language acquisition skills, shoe tying, they stop wetting the bed, folding laundry, cutting food. They run better. They throw a pitch better. When you're firing those motor functions that are weakened or disconnected for whatever reason, mm -hmm. when you strengthen those motor connections repeatedly, that's the most important thing. You can't go to the gym once a week and expect you have, you know, huge muscles. You have to train your brain two to three times a week to integrate and automate those skills. And once those are strengthened, for example, we had a family that said, their 12-year-old was now cutting his own food, which opened up a huge thing oh, yeah. for this family. They could serve different foods. It was more enjoyable experience. What happens now is now that he's cutting his own food, you're going to get the next thing that will layer on top of that. It could be any life skill that becomes easier for that kid to bring online. It could be throwing a football. It could be riding a bike, it could be anything in academics, you know. When you strengthen those motor connections, they do improve. So what you're saying is sort of like when you miss these developmental stages in, in your life, whether it's you miss crawling and you just go from sitting to walking, you miss those connections being formed because of the experiences that you're having in that stage. And so what Brainiac is doing is sort of helping you to create those connections so that they can then build the skills on top of that. So, so like they have the tools that they need to gain additional skills. Like you said, cutting, cutting their food. Maybe the next time it's they can use that skill to make a sandwich, but they need to have that basic ability first and then they can build off of that. It opens up more doors and then they can just continue to learn because that skill just continues to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then it can sort of, they can expand upon that. Is that accurate? Yeah. For example, we had a, a boy, 14 years old, three word sentences. He was in our program for six months. His handwriting went from illegible to legible in four months. His speaking improved. He started asking why questions to his mother. He started talking at the grocery store. He started interacting with other families at the clinic. And what happens is when those motor connections are improved, he will continue to gain steam because just by his brain and body naturally doing the work for him, when he goes to school, he's going to continue to utilize those new pathways. You had mentioned neuroplasticity, so we should probably touch on that a little bit. And I understand that's the brain's ability to heal at any age. And as you are younger, it's easier to occur. But as you get older, it takes some practice and repetition and, and whatever. But can you go into a little bit about how that you know, um, I guess sort of leveraging that neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity, uh, 
we can help our kids gain ground and, and increase independence in, in quality of life, I would think, overall. When you when you look at the success rate, like does this help every child? Or I mean, every kid's different. Is there an overall positive success rate with this? Yes. 91% of our families have seen unimprovement in one or more areas. So every family is different because the program is personalized for the deficits that that unique player is challenged with. Kids with dyslexia will see modem, motor rhythm and timing things come on board. Their visual motor will come on board. So every family is different, but they all have seen improvements across the board. Do kids find it fun? When I've seen the videos of it, it seems like they're having fun playing the games. And so they kind of learn without realizing that they're learning. This episode of the Autism Dad Podcast is brought to you by Shelly Kino, IEP consultant. Hey, what's up, parents? Uh, I know how frustrating and scary and overwhelming IEP meetings can be. And so I want to connect you with my friend, Shelly Kino. She is an IEP coach with over 30 years of experience in special education. IEP meetings don't have to be scary. It's so important that we empower ourselves with knowledge and insight so that we can better navigate these difficult situations and work together with the school for the betterment of our kids. So if you're interested in learning about what Shelly does, visit ShellyKeno.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-K-E-N-O-W.com and use the code TheAutismDad to save $7 off of an IEP review. Yeah, Some kids do have fun with the program. There's no question about it. And it is very engaging. It takes about 25 sessions for the child to feel good about the game. It does bump up against major difficulties. That's what you need in order for the brain to change. I guess the cool thing about the gamification aspect of this is that in general, human kids love video games. And when you find a way to teach them using a medium that they're, they naturally gravitate towards, I think you have a, a higher success rate. So it's like positive screen time. Yes, it is positive screen time. And the kids do, many of them do, we collect coins and we have a leaderboard. So they do love those aspects of the game, how many coins they got, if they beat their previous score, all of those things they love. It's like an Xbox Connect environment so they can see Muscle Man It's all developed on Microsoft Technologies Mm -hmm. and they can see themselves inside. So if they're doing a cross crawl pattern, they see their own muscle man on screen. And I think they find that fascinating. What it allows them to do is like look at themselves in the mirror and course correct themselves automatically. So if they're missing a beat or a rhythm or a timing or a foot movement or a hand movement or a we have squished the bugs and figure eights and uh, digit span and different types of activities for them to do. And they can see themselves real time interacting with this. I do remember Microsoft Connect because I used to have that. We used to play like Fruit Ninja and stuff where you just stand in front of the TV and you're like karate chopping the fruit that's flopping around in the air. And it is really cool because you do see yourself. It's sort of surreal because you're inside of what you like the game that you're playing but you're only you're playing it just by your movements and not like having to hold a controller or anything like that. It's pretty cool. So if you think about it, I mean, the goal is that they can ride a bike without thinking about it. You know, when when your motor skills are disconnected or not as strong as they could be, 
riding a bike becomes very difficult because you have to think about everything and your brain becomes overloaded. And that's why these kids oftentimes will come home at the end of the day. Like my son would come home at the end of the day and meltdown because his sensory system, his motor system, his yep. cognitive abilities, you know, he was working, working, working really hard all day. And then it just, you just collapse. I did a reel about this not too long ago. And it was, um, people were asking, I was answering questions and someone asked like, why does my kid have a meltdown every time they come home from school? And it's, it's like, I really feel like we don't, we don't understand the extent at which school is overwhelming for our kids. There's sensory overload. There's, there's all of these things that they, and they compensate pretty well when they're in the building, but when they come home and it's safe and they don't have to compensate anymore, they have the meltdowns and they purge and they, they release, I guess. I mean, I I've understood it from the perspective, well, from the perspective of a parent of autistic kids, I, I never thought about how challenging that would be for someone with dyslexia, but that, it, that would have to be exhausting during the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're all exhausted. And you think about school, you're combining a motor task with a cognitive task all day long. Mm -hmm. One part of the brain, the motor part that's not functioning, that cognitive part is trying to do all the work, all the work, all the work. And they're trying to keep up. And 90% of the time, the brain will choose one or the other to try and do all the work and it just becomes overloaded. And that's when the meltdown occurs. Yeah. Yeah. So you can potentially, as they gain skills and, and independence and build those connections, you could potentially see a decrease in the level of meltdowns that, that they're. Oh, having. we do. Yeah, absolutely. We had one family who had a daughter, uh, Julia, who young girl went to the library with her mom, picked out a book her mom didn't approve of. And normally there would have been, you know, a two hour meltdown. And her mom told her that, that she couldn't have that book. And she transitioned easily. And, you know, it became something that was maybe five minutes long instead of two hours long. So we do see that a lot. One of the ways, and I think, Parents sometimes struggle to kind of wrap their brains around how that, how that works because, and you, and you have to look at it as like your kids during the school day, they're spending money out of their bank account in order to just compensate uh, because they don't necessarily have the inherent tools needed to, to function optimally. And it's like you said, they're having to use one side of the brain to, com you know, to overcompensate, to make up for uh, deficits in other places. But like what happens is they spend themselves into to the point where they're like bankrupt. And by the time they come home, they're in the red and you have your meltdown. I mean, that's how they sort of reset themselves and that's how they purge and that's how they kind of course correct. And it's frustrating as parents because you, you have to deal with it, but it's, it's worse for the kid that having to go through that. And, and if we can do something to help them better navigate their day, better survive their school day or just every day so that they can, they can better navigate life and have, you know, fewer times where they're so overwhelmed that they reach that point. That's a positive thing. And I guess I never realized, it never occurred to me that building those connections could help facilitate that. Yeah. I mean, the brain does many things. One of it is, you know, can either inhibit a response or excite a response. So for example, with um, dyslexia, you want to build those connections so you can build the uh, reading and phonics and language connections, if you will, but you also can inhibit 
inhibit responses or triggers, right? The brain will inhibit responses. So if you have someone who has OCD, for example, it's overfiring and you want to tone down those responses. So it's the same thing with kids with autism. It's building those connections to inhibit responses. And the whole idea of Brainiac is to increase the capacity and how it's optimizing the information coming in and coming out. Because if you increase the capacity of those connections, then the brain's going to optimize itself. And then you can increase the capability. So it's kind of a three-step process. So it's kind of like seven lanes of traffic instead of two lanes of traffic, trying to put the same amount of cars down the road. You can optimize it by increasing the lanes. And then as you increase the lanes, then you can increase the flow of traffic. So more cars can go down the lane. Or the right. Road, I, I love that analogy. That's a great analogy. That's exactly that's exactly what so you're building additional lanes basically are working towards accomplishing it's like road construction <laughs> the road construction uh, the, i mean really if you think about it that's that that's go me that was really a good analogy that makes that makes a lot of sense um and maybe it's easier for people to kind of like uh understand the concept you're just increasing the bandwidth you know so that more information can get to and from you know, in, in an optimal way. And that can yeah. have, it can have that kind of effect on different aspects of their life going forward. Yeah. It's like putting two highways together or building a bridge or increasing the number of lanes or creating the offshoots into the, you know, different areas, increasing the flow of traffic. That's a perfect analogy. Okay. So how do people find you? Like, what's the best way for people to to uh, connect with Brainiac or find more information? Yeah, the first thing is our website is canoe.com, K-I-N-U-U, mm -hmm. and you will find information about Brainiac there. We are, today we're based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we do sell, we do have a center here and we do sell into the home. We really want to work with schools. If you have someone you know with ADHD, autism, or dyslexia, again, those, you know, six to 30. So even if you're in a transition program, we want to work with schools and businesses that are servicing kids with those kids and young adults with those needs. So if you're an advocate and you want to bring us into your school, you can come to our website, canoe.com, and there you'll find a landing page where you can download a marketing brochure that you could bring to your school or business. You could enter a contact referral and we will call them directly. And you could also book a meeting with us directly online and we'll spend 30, 40 minutes with you explaining our program in detail and how it works. I really like the idea of incorporating the schools because I remember when my kids were younger, they had IEPs and there was physical therapy and stuff that was incorporated into their day. Having something like this available as part of the curriculum or, or as part of an IEP or something at a school is that's a really cool, that's a really cool idea. You can help a lot of kids in one swoop. 
We also do, we will do a train the trainer approach. So we can train two to four people at the school on how to administer the program. It takes two to three days to show a special ed teacher, occupational therapist, a gym teacher can administer the program. So the other thing with schools and businesses is that they can use Title I funding to pay for the program. And they can also use any sort of autism waiver funding to pay for the program. So it is, it's a win for getting more kids involved, I guess, in helping families. One last stop too. I, you know, I raised three kids um, as well. And, you know, doing another stop in the day, that was or three times a week, twice a week, whatever it was. I mean, it's a lot on these families. So we're trying to make it convenient. We are working out in Delaware to expand our program there as well. And so this would be accessible to anywhere in the States, right? Anywhere in the U.S., yeah. Okay. All right. So just make sure you check out the show notes. Uh, all that information will be there so you guys can uh, click the link and, and get uh, the brochures or whatever it is that you can take that information to uh, school board or the principal or wh- whoever you have to to do that to and make them aware that this is available because I think can make a difference in a lot of families' lives, a lot of kids' lives. So thank you, Dolly. I really, really appreciate it. I don't know what day it is. It's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. So I'll be in touch and let's let's help people connect with this. I think that's a good idea. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. Before we close things out, I just want to say thank you to Dolly for taking the time to come on the show, talking to us about Brainiac, answering some questions, and uh, and helping me get you guys information that that maybe of use to you or your family or someone that you know. Um, yeah. So thank you, Dolly. I appreciate your patience with the, uh, having to do it a second time because of, uh, technology and life. So thank you for that. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about Brainiac, you can go to canoe.com. That's K I N U U.com. Uh, link will be in the show notes below. So you can check that out. There'll be information about, uh, presenting things to the school or school district or, or local community centers, things like that to help them become aware of it because they have uh, ways of getting things like this funded so that kids in the community can have access to this program. So thank you, Dolly. I really appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can find me at theautismdad.com. All my social links are at the top of the page. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast. Any one of your favorite podcast listening apps, just hit that subscribe button. I appreciate it. Uh, please rate this if you haven't already done so. I hope that you guys have a fantastic week and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.